Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Boomer, you're probably part of the 7.5 million Social Security recipients who will get a raise of 3.2% next year. We just heard about that. Also, it's time once again for your COVID and flu shots. We'll talk about that too. Then, who said this? Nashville is a town that we need to take over. We'll identify the voice and why he plans to take over Nashville in a few minutes. Now you've heard the word encouragementology on this program several times, but how did this unique word come about? OK Boomer contributor Kendall Boyson explains. I became an empty nester. And as you can probably imagine, I had a lot of time on my hands. Yep, and Kendall will relate to us the history of the word she coined encouragementology. Kendall Boyson will be on in a few minutes. Then comes a type of radio broadcast that probably should go down in broadcast history or be eligible for the Rusty Mike Award or both. So it is time. It is and time. Jenny, if you're anywhere near... <laughs> Just turn off the radio, No, Jenny. no, you're well... We're good, we're good, because I am the only one near all the buttons. Jenny was the manager of a radio station in Nashville, Tennessee. Drew was at the buttons... And I poured. We'll hear a lot about that. Uh, the OK Boomer contributor Jill Graskowitz has a dating horror story from her kitchen. And we'll hear about the big eclipse coming in 2024 and the little town with the big university which is located at Ground Zero. The Mad Hippie is out of the home and will be visiting us again, we hope. Bob and Marcia Smith will come cruising in on the off-ramp with brain-stimulating trivia. And oh yes, when working at my college radio station, WSIU, I encountered a piece of teletype paper masking taped to the, to the door of the main studio, and what was written on it was in magic marker, and it read, N-E-W-S is not pronounced noose. That was for students from the great city of Chicago. Oh yeah, the noose is next. News. I'm Robert Whitman. Social Security and Supplemental Security Income Benefits will increase 3.2% in 2024. It's called COLA, the 3.2% Cost of Living Adjustment, and it will begin with benefits payable with more than 66 million Social Security beneficiaries in January. Increased payments to approximately 7.5 million SSI recipients will begin on December 29, 2023. Note some people receive both Social Security and SSI benefits. And now let's talk once again about the disease we all have loved to hate, a new batch of COVID-19 vaccines is available. Health officials are recommending that everyone six months and older get a dose of protection against the illness that has taken more than 1.1 million American lives. The shots are especially important for older adults who continue to be hospitalized for COVID-19 at rates that are much higher than younger groups. According to the Food and Drug Administration, there are no surprises about the common side effects of the new vaccines. That's because the side effects are much like previous COVID vaccines. The Cleveland Clinic says if you had a sore arm before, if you had a little bit of achiness, maybe a little low-grade fever, you can expect that to happen again. And now from my email, and this was .gov, not .com, but .gov. It said, Robert, protect yourself and your loved ones this flu season. Get your flu shot. 
For better protection against flu, the CDC recommends people 65 or older get one of the higher-dose flu vaccines if available. The flu virus can be a very serious health risk if you're 65 or older. Getting your flu shot is the best way to protect yourself against the flu. And if you do get sick with the flu, your symptoms likely won't be as bad or last as long. Medicare covers the flu shot at no cost to you. Also, people with Medicare Part D drug coverage can now get even more covered vaccines, including vaccines for shingles, whooping cough, and more. And it said, sincerely, the Medicare team. And here is another email from the United States government. Mark your calendars, Robert. Medicare open enrollment starts October 15th. It's your chance to review or change your prescription drug and health coverage for next year. Get a head start by previewing your 2024 options to see if there's a better fit for your needs and budget. Uh, You have two main ways to get your Medicare coverage, Original Medicare or Medicare Advantage. That's Medicare-approved plans for private companies. And it is important to understand the differences between these two options. So we'll be going into that as the months progress. And then we're going to get the SHIP right now. That's the State Health Insurance Assistance Program, SHIP. It's located in every state of the union, and you can talk with a SHIP counselor for free. SHIP Medicare counselor Kim Scheffner says some of us may qualify for a Medicare financial assistance program. While you're speaking with your SHIP counselor, you can also ask them to uh, screen you for the Medicare Savings Program. And what that program does is eliminates your Part B uh, premium, which for 2023 is $164.90. If they have certain levels of eligibility for that, and in addition to eliminating for them paying for your P- Medicare Part B deductible, they can also eliminate your coinsurance and lin- eliminate the uh, deductible on your Part B. Here's a quick statistic 65.7 million people are covered by Medicare. Uh, Medicare is doing the redeterminations for everybody since the health emergency has ending. And if you are unsure of your um, due date for your redetermination or if you haven't received your redetermination letter yet, you can call the automated voice response system if you know your RIN number. Your RIN number is your um, recipient identification number. You can find that on your white slip of paper. The phone number for that AVR is 1-855-828-4995. Again, that's 855-828-4995. And you will not wait on on the phone for hours. This is an automated system which will give you your information. Medicare counselor Kim Scheffner of the Egyptian Area Agency on Aging located in Southern Illinois. But you don't have to reside in Illinois to take her advice because what Kim just said applies nationwide. So to find the SHIP counselor in your state, contact your local senior center, regional agency on aging, a library, or your state government website. Here in Southern Illinois, you can call Egyptian Area Agency on Aging at 618-985-8311, 618-985-8311, or visit the website, Egyptian Area Agency on Aging. We go on. Researchers have concluded that deep sleep could be key to forestalling slow declines in brain health and those slow declines that may lead to Alzheimer's disease. Three universities studied subjects 62 and older who were congenitively healthy. Researchers have concluded that deep sleep can be key to forestalling slow declines in brain health. 
and those slow declines that may lead to Alzheimer's disease. Three universities studied subjects 62 and older who were cognitively healthy. Researchers from UC Berkeley, Stanford University, and UC Irvine found individuals with brain changes associated with the Alzheimer's uh, gene performed better on memory function tests as they got more deep sleep. And this is not counting education and physical activity. It's known that both, along with social connection, is known to contribute to cognitive resilience in older age. Taken together, the results, which were published in May this year, imply having a generous amount of solid shut-eye could help support the decline in memory that sets in as dementia begins to take its hold. Also on the Alzheimer's front, do you have a job where you need to use your muscles a lot? Is your work, well, mind-numbing? Mind-numbing is not just a figure of speech. Because the science journal Lancet reports that people who work more physically demanding jobs could be more likely to contract dementia. Vegard Skerbeck is a professor of population and family health at Columbia Public Health, and he is the lead author of a study comparing types of work with dementia. Skerbeck says, our work highlights what is called the physical activity paradox, the association of leisure time physical activity with better cognitive outcomes and how work-related physical activity can lead to worse cognitive outcomes. He and his team conducted the study in collaboration with the Norwegian National Center of Aging and Health in the Butler Columbia Aging Center. They concluded that consistently working in an occupation with intermediate or high occupational physical activity was linked to an increased risk of cognitive impairment. Now, demanding jobs were defined as those that require considerable use of your arms and legs and moving your whole body, such as climbing, lifting, balancing, walking, stooping, and handling of materials. These vocations include salespeople, retail, and other nursing assistants, farmers, and livestock producers. Now, journalists, as of yet, are apparently safe from occupation-induced Alzheimer's. And I consider myself a journalist. Hey, in a recent study from Ohio University, scientists showed that the nervous system plays an important role in age-related weakness. Now listen to this. The findings suggest that physical weakness in aging may be due at least in part to impairments in brain and nerve function rather than changes in the muscles themselves. In the study, the team looked at a group of 66 and older patients and they were first categorized as severely weak, modestly weak, or strong based on their measured performance on a standardized physical test. These people were asked to push against resistance with their leg extensor muscles using as much strength as they could generate. When they reached their self-perceived limit, the muscle they were using was then stimulated electrically. Now, if this caused the muscle to put out more force, it was a sign that the strength limitation the person experienced came from somewhere other than the muscle. The team found when the added force that came from electrical stimulation was expressed as a percentage increment, it showed that the weaker the test people, the larger a boost their muscles got with the shock. The team says this confirms that the nervous system is a key culprit in muscle weakness. And now we're going to talk about who made the following statement. Nashville is a town that we need to take over. That was Austin Lane, Chancellor of Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. And since this program originates in Carbondale, Illinois, the home of SIUC, and is also broadcast in Nashville, Tennessee, we thought you'd want to know that a new college will soon be teaching classes in... Uh, Nashville, 
with our, we're coming to Nashville in February uh, to sign our deal with Nashville uh, State Community College that's there. So really looking forward to that uh, and our partnership. So, and the last piece is fully online. So we think we're gonna attract a lot more students to take classes and finish their degrees fully online. So they could be anywhere in the world and, and be able to get their degree from SIU. So uh, we have reached outside of our state. And so we have formed partnerships with some of the largest community college systems in Texas, where I came from. So Lone Star College, we have a deal with them. That's 90,000 students uh, at uh, community college. So that's a lot of transfer students that could potentially come to SIU. We're signing a deal actually next week with Dallas County college or dallas college is what they call it now it used to be called dallas county community college district they've got about 60 70 000 transfer students got a partnership with st louis community college over in missouri across the river metropolitan in kansas city we think it's going to take all of those pockets to be able to hit our 15,000 student goal uh, by 2030. chancellor austin lane of southern illinois university carbondale talking about SIU's online learning program. Okay, Boomer. Well, it's a long and complicated word, but it came about in a typical way, as Kendall Boyson gives us the history of encouragementology. Hi, Robert. On this show, we are taking a step back, looking for the deeper meaning and reviewing how far we've come as we question why encouragement and the power behind the practice. I'm attempting to do this raw and unscripted, off the cuff and from the heart. As I approach my sixth anniversary of the podcast, Encouragementology, I thought it was a good idea to fill in some blanks and revisit how it all got started. So if you're listening and looking for encouragement, I hope this journey will inspire you to step out on your own path to self-discovery. So how did it all get started? Well, I became an empty nester, and as you can probably imagine, I had a lot of time on my hands. I contemplated getting an exchange student just to have somebody to talk to, but I thought about it and I thought, I need an outlet. I need to get involved. I need to start giving back. So I really needed first, as they kind of tell you, um, you know, in a plane when you're pulling down the oxygen mask, put it on yourself first before you can help anyone else. So it all started with me and understanding a little bit more about what makes me tick. But after I empty nested and after a relationship, I knew that I needed to dig in and see what was going on. So I was able to uncover codependency, a deeply rooted compulsive behavior, And start working on that, getting my mind right. You know, for anyone that struggles with people-pleasing, there's so many different characteristics. And you might resonate with a few of them. You might identify with a few more. And you may not. And that's okay. You don't have to be a codependent to have codependent tendencies. I also have always been in sales and marketing. I'm extremely outgoing. Um, I wanted to be an actress back in the day, so I have zero fear getting in front of people. And I wanted to speak. I love presenting. And so I found a forum through a friend of mine who was putting on a women's conference called Women of Worth, and she wanted a speaker. 
I presented at the first one, the second one, the third one. Man, I was hooked. I loved it. The energy, the positive energy, just sharing with all those women was exhilarating. And I loved it. And I thought after one of them, hmm, I don't want to do this annually. I want to find a way to connect with women and help on an ongoing basis. And as I mentioned, I've always been a career-minded person. And I thought, I want to help women get back into the workforce. So how could I do that? Well, I brainstormed, which is another thing I love, love, love to do. And I thought, I can help them get ready to get back in the workforce. Resumes, interview skills, outfits, um, makeovers, whatever I needed to do to help them get back on track. We had breakout sessions. We had lunch, makeovers. It was a great day. And then at the end, I was taking one of the ladies home. Now, if you've heard me speak before, I always tell this story because this was a revelation for me. This was one of those moments that the veil was lifted, the sky parted, and I just learned something profound. So I was taking one of the ladies home. She didn't have a car. And so I picked her up and I took her home. And we were both exhausted. So we were just saying pleasantries as she was getting out of my car. And before she left, she turned around and looked at me. And she said, thank you so much for making me feel so good about myself today. And I was blown away. I quickly called my friend who was organizing the whole day with me and I said, Kristen, it is not about resumes. It's not about outfits. It's not about makeovers. It's about encouragement. Just pouring into someone, letting them know that you care, that you believe in them, that you know that they can do it. Wow. It was amazing. And it completely shifted my trajectory. I went home talked to my husband, and we really dug into, what can we do with this? I couldn't let it go. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Everything I thought of stemmed from that. So I wanted to make it substantial. I wanted to make it an actual thing, not just an idea. So we played around with some different names of of what it was. What is this thing that we've uncovered? And we came together on encouragementology. And then I wanted that to be a practice, the practice of instilling hope. Wow. Sounds pretty cool, right? Well, it was. It was so inspired that it just snowballed. But I'll tell you, finding your purpose, and that's really what I want to get across to you too. This is not just about my journey. This is about your journey. What do you want your journey to look like? Finding your purpose is kind of like getting in the current where you just feel like it's right. Doors are opening. You're accelerating what you're doing and you're just getting so much joy from it. Think about that. You might not have found your purpose yet and that's okay. That's part of your journey of self-discovery. You really have to get your own mind right and in the right headspace, comforting yourself first before you decide what else you want to do. And it doesn't always have to be volunteering in the same manner that I have. I mean, this is just something that's personal to me. But thinking about what brings you joy, 
What really puts a smile on your face? What makes you happy? What I like about encouragement is even when you feel hopeless or helpless, when you feel like the world is out of control, things are just crazy, whether it's politics or social narratives, whatever it is, you can impact so many people by impacting one person. Let me explain that a bit. You can create a ripple because you never know what your words do to another person, positive and negative, but your encouragement of one person can totally change the way they see themselves, their demeanor, the way they interact and talk to other people. You can change the whole trajectory by just encouraging one person. And guess what? It's free and it feels so good and it helps the person you're encouraging as much or more as it helps yourself. So I challenge you, consider starting your own journey of self-discovery. Helping others starts with helping yourself. Dive in deep to learn what makes you, you, and what, where, and how you want to grow. I know you can do it. Back to you, Robert, and OK Boomer. Thanks, Kendall, and I'll see you at lunch next week at the Senior Center. And you can learn more about Encouragementology on Encouragementology.com. That's Encouragementology.com. Now we visit the kitchen of OK Boomer contributor Jill Grasquitz. Now, being Italian, Jill feels more comfortable talking about her dating horror story in her kitchen. Hey, Robert. What's going on today? Yeah, I know uh, the dating scene is a very hot topic on OK Boomer. So let's talk more about this. It isn't always easy. Um, Let me tell you a story that I heard about someone who went out on a first date. Um, She went with a very nice gentleman, or so she thought. Um, They actually met at... um, the Applebee's. She took her car, he took his car, and um, as soon as they arrived in the parking lot, he invited her into his car. Now, that's kind of a red flag, but she decided to anyways because she thought, well, you know, let's kind of hit this off and see if I even like you before we go in and I have to sit through an hour dinner with you. Um, While they're in their car, it got a little scary he actually asked for a sexual favor. Yep, (laughs) I kid you not, you heard that right. He didn't even have to buy her dinner first. He just straight out asked for the sexual favor. So, if this happens to you, if you get a parking lot horror story, don't walk, run. Run, 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 and lock your doors, and you squeal your tires out of that parking lot. But another friend of mine that is well over 60 and now happily married with her second husband, took the literal lyrics from a song and put it in an ad in the newspaper. You know, do you like pina coladas? I mean, yeah. Uh And I love sitting in the sand. Um, So, yes, she put an application in the newspaper. And she had gentlemen fill it out. And she actually had over 50 applicants. Yep, I said applicants. And um, 
Yes, you heard that right. 50 to choose from. She screened all 50. Um, she quickly narrowed those down uh, to five that met her criteria. And she told me that her criteria, I found this very funny, but it's very true. My way or the highway, you don't want any more kids because she was open to younger guys. You want to travel. You have your own money. And you got to like my dog. I mean, I totally agree with all of those because I'm not going to leave my dog. I love my dog. And dogs live to be quite older these days. So, you know, you're in it for the long haul. While it's not conventional, I guess, anymore, um, there used to be a lot of personal ads. Maybe try this on Facebook. Um, it's actually not a bad idea. And it worked very well for her. Um, like I said, she's now happily married with her second husband. And he checked all the boxes for her. So if internet dating isn't working for you, if you're going to the grocery stores or to shopping malls and you're looking for some dates there and that's not working for you either, maybe think about putting out an ad. I know a lot of towns do have newspapers still, but some of the rural areas, you know, they're getting away from print media and they're going to digital media online which you can definitely uh, find over your app. But I think classifieds uh, for the personal section have kind of gone away. So you might have to find a way around this, but it's not a bad idea, I guess. Um, you know, until next time, good luck. Join Jill Graskwitz next week for more commentary about senior life. Jill should know because she manages Club 60 in Marion and is a former nursing home administrator. Okay, Boomer. Yeah, time to get up. Always hurts. And uh, walk outside and get a little air. It gets kind of stuffy in here. And I'll grab some coffee in a minute. And oh, there's the mad hippie. Uh, 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 man, I know you want to do this interview and everything right now and whatnot, but I really got. I really need to stop right here, man. Take a break because I need to go take and you know smoke a left-handed cigarette. If you know, if you catch my drift. <laughs> oh, I catch your drift. I can smell your drift, and I think you've been smoking left-handed cigarettes all day. You saying I've been taking a lot of breaks, man? When you play 30 minutes of music, one song after the other, yeah. Anyway, I gotta go dab that cigarette. Okay. Don't inhale. Now I'm a fellow with a heart of gold in the ways of a gentleman. I've been told the kind of a guy that wouldn't even... Mm, this pretty thing. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Well, Phil Harris met uh, St. Peter at the age of 91 in 1995. He died of a heart attack. Okay, Boomer.
Okay, here is some um, introduction to a broadcast that some people think shouldn't have happened. Anyway, uh, this was broadcast about seven years ago on WRFN Radio in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Drew Laney was on the program. It was her program called Reminisce Radio, and she controlled the buttons. I'll explain that in a minute. A former rock singer and DJ Steve Haggard was there, and Dinah Hart, who played classical music, classical choral, was there too. And me. And I'll point this out. Ginny was the station manager, and she approved it. Our theme is wine tasting. And for those of you curious, we've got a whole playlist of wine tasting songs if you need that. And our special guests we have. Introduce yourself, sir. Hi, I'm Steve Haggard. Lovely. And you, sir? I'm Robert Rickman. He is. Here we are. (laughs) We also brought with us plenty of lovely music and some hopefully charming wines and cheese and crackers and apples. We're not sharing any of those with you unless you happen to know where we are and can get here really soon. (laughs) But we're going to discuss all sorts of things regarding... One would hope. One would hope. Robert's looking really comfortable with the cheese and crackers. And Steve (laughs) has a story about our opening song. So I'm going to ask you to go ahead. Yeah, well, um, but it's like at the end of the night at the party when all the wines left over, they would just combine it like all in one bottle, which is quite disgusting, and then drink that. Which makes sense because in the song it goes elderberry, blah, 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 blackberry, oh. blah, 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 half and half. Yeah, for some reason I didn't realize so, it was a, in the same. I didn't either, mm-hmm. but apparently that's what real wines spodia. They just go around and collect the dregs of everything and wow. put them into one bottle and pass it around. <laughs> pass well, it around the employees? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no. This is at parties like in the song. <laughs> so I don't know. I hope they didn't do it at this restaurant. But. Sure. Well, actually. Perhaps if we ever do this again, that would be a good closing song instead of an opening song. <laughs> but that's it's a, a horrible, very good song. Horrible idea. <laughs> it really sounds terrible. Um, but uh, so we need to go into a positive mode. Absolutely. Um, I do have Ella Fitzgerald singing the tune that we were just listening to. Shall we do that while we open a bottle, or you want well, like to? Well, I'd like to open it on oh, the air so we okay. can pop. I'm thirsty, real thirsty. Yeah. Hey, hey, that, that works. Mm. Oh, charming. That's yours. You can take it home. So, right. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> See, on, on radio, you can, on radio, you can drink radio, out of the bottle. Radio, you can drink out the bottle. <laughs> Luckily, the, the, the funny thing about today is that Robert does not drink. So, he's got sparkling cider. And he's he's enjoying it more than Steve and I are actually you know, with the I'm wine. I'm starting so. to get a buzz. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> mm. um, He's a strange person. Look at those bubbles. bubbles. Look at it these is the bubbles. looking bubbles. Yes, okay, I got a different bubbles. song for you later. I promise this one. We're going with this one right now. And then I've got some couple of bubble songs for you later. I'll let you enjoy that. Here's Ella Fitzgerald with Days of Wine and Roses. Cheers. Days of Wine and Roses. And you. And we have opened up. A lovely bottle that has caught my eye before, but I've never bought it. I thought today was a special occasion. And it turns out, turned out, yes, Robert is going to announce to you what it is or describe the um, the label. Or it's, both. It's got a uh, zebra. Uh, mm-hmm. The f- first quarter of it is black and white, and the last three quarters is red and white, and there's a... Uh, a can of paint and a bunch of drops there, and the name of it is La Granja, right? Mm-hmm. It's La- it called La Granja? La Granja 360. It's from Spain. Wow. And some folks have told me that you cannot go wrong with a red Spanish wine. If you like this, then it's good to know that there's a story 
Um, Steve, have you already tasted it? You have a very I haven't. Calm but expression. Would you like me to? Well, shall we? Um, taste it on the so I'll we, pour. We've got I'll ours. Pour. Actually, uh, we already have some. <laughs> we we so. poured because oh. I'm I I trust my pours more than yours, Robert. I've got to know. <laughs> so cheers. Yes, indeed. We're supposed to yeah, smell. Cheers. Oh, it smells nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. <laughs> Sorry. So every time. Steve and I taste a, a new wine. Robert's got his cons- consistency is <laughs> a virtue. So sticking with the apple cider. Sparkling good cider, Martinelli's. Let me, I've got a nice bouquet. So, this is, this is, it's amazing for the price, actually. This is a Trader I'm Joe's. a bit of cheese with it because. Oh, cheese is always good. Well, we were drinking the other thing too, so you know. Right, right, right. So we had to make sure that was okay. And the cheese is a good palate cleanser. So do you yeah. have any comments I've been making notes on the appropriate things to say for wine notes. It's like that fam- – there's a famous old cartoon. Well, I guess it's not famous unless you <laughs> it know It will be very soon. <laughs> where these people – it's kind of making fun of wine snob types, you know. Mm-hmm. And these people are standing there and this guy is pouring this wine for his friends and he says, it's a young wine, but I think you'll be amused by its pretentiousness. Oh, I like that, actually. <laughs> um, that might even be my notes somewhere. I-, I had the best time. I went to a wine tasting and – the 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 labeling that is used I just found so entertaining, um, but let me let me finish this. I'll come back to that entertaining. But I thought this was very good. It's it's stronger mm-hmm. than I usually like for a red blend, but um, maybe even a little hotter. And uh, somebody else could tell us about the tannins, whatever. So if uh, you're intrigued by it, it's it's um, it's either three ninety nine or four ninety nine at wow. Trader Joe's. I know. And if you really and like it, you get it, that great label too. There's so. a story on the back. It comes with a story. You mean somebody actually painted the zebra? Or Someone something? actually painted the zebra. It's about a zebra that dreams of bright red colors and becoming ah. red, and it's just charming. And his best friend is a flying pig. And yeah, there's a wine out there with a flying pig on the label. I haven't tried that, but that and might it be asks next. the question: Are you ready for the wine fun? Ah, ready for fun. Yes, uh, I think the zebra waking, and the uh-huh, their best friends. Sense of incense <laughs> had filled the house. Suddenly, she looked down to her knees and noticed her black stripes were turning red. That's the zebra. That's the zebra. Wow! So it's just a, a powerful story there. So, Steve, this is part of your Christmas this year. You get to take that bottle home. Oh, really? Excellent. <laughs> really Merry Christmas. <laughs> Excellent. So, we'll have to drink it all. So I well, sure. So I can't take it in the car. So, but I think driving <laughs> down right, the road no with it. Things. We can lock it in the back. <laughs> yes, because we only follow the rules here, ladies and gentlemen. And, Absolutely. Um, Nobody and drunk on this Robert's show. not drinking. He is the designated driver. However, he is drinking sparkling cider. He, he's the designated DJ on the he's, show. He's the designated DJ. the other this, people bite the dust here. This is his song. I'm keeping our mics on. Just let you All guys right. know. Thank you. And I'm going to play a little bit of it. Here's your song. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And would you like to say anything about how delicious that sparkling Make cider is? It's pretentious, but uh, <laughs> sugary. Like anybody else I know. <laughs> Good radio is more than voices and music. It's about other sounds that place images in your mind like pouring a pungently purple liquid into a Dixie cup. The the guys are real uh, focused on, no, we we can mic it, and it's going to be good radio. So so it is time. It is and time. Jenny, if you're anywhere near... <laughs> Just turn off the radio, No, Jenny. no, you're well, We're good. We're good, because I am the only one near all the buttons. So <laughs> so we're, we're... Except for the wine button. Now, that's got Robert right behind it. But anyway... We're all good. Are we okay. ready to pour? Yes. Okay, here we go. Crank it up. 
say when. When? Please stop. <laughs> what? Say, what did stop. you say? Oh, for Pete's sake, stop. <laughs> huh? Stop. Oh. Good. Gravy Marie. Here, now pour that in half <laughs> well, it's of here. Got a very uh, <laughs> strong bouquet. Would you? There's a lot of bubbles and stuff, and it's uh, it's orange. <laughs> no, it's it's purple. You want some in here? Sure, please. Thank All you. Right. That's enough. Thank you. Stop, please. Thank you. Uh, I'm Robert, and uh, <laughs> I've never. I haven't heard and since I'm... the 70s people drinking wine out of Dixie cups. I don't know what to. Well, I didn't. Okay, thank you. Stop. Well, or, or leave it there. Steve? We don't have it in the in the station budget for, for And Diane Crystal. is here. Yay, All right. Diane, Diane. welcome. <laughs> Diana is just in time. Bless you, Diana. She just walked into the studio. She is just in time for the red. Oh. Did I hear a bottle of wine opening just a moment ago? <laughs> here's, here's the bottle. You... Just take a swig. Uh-oh. Oh, you guys don't do it that way? No, we don't do it I that do. way. Oral music. I don't swig. Exactly. <laughs> She's got too much class to swig. Thank you. We've got cheese and crackers when you come in and get comfortable. So, ladies and gentlemen, this newest wine that we just opened, do you want to read about it, Robert? Yes. It, uh, it's in a, in a box, and it says, <laughs> keeps wine fresh up to four weeks after opening. It's called Bota Brick. Yes. Cabernet Sauvignon. Or something like that from California. Wine enthusiast Best Buy. Uh, aromas of black cherry and red currant are balanced by hints of cedar and vanilla hmm. in this delicious. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Would you agree? Steve? Steve's uh, taking a swi- I mean, taking a it's taste. It's good. <laughs> he likes it. I like it. Oh, good. We have... Yeah, we have all I'm trying not chairs. to crunch my cracker oh, on, thank you. in my microphone. Thank you. So that is just tasteful. turned away. Good, thank you. Okay. Well, okay. Yes, please. The uh, boisterous finish is marked by uh, notes of... A boisterous finish. A yeah. boisterous finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it hits the stomach, I guess. Ripe cherry, plum, and vanilla. Supple, yet medium-bodied. Enjoy this wine by itself or pair with heartier fare like uh, Hungarian goulash or dry-aged sirloin. I didn't bring any of that oh, today. Oh, no goulash. I'm so sorry. So, Robert, is that for Diana? Uh, or, or, yeah, no, the, we'll get another glass. I mean, there you go. Which one is this? This is Spanish? the Cabernet. Whoa, Robert, watch no, the box. But we've got no. other Spanish. We, okay, we've got the Spanish wine this is, for you. This is, and we have not opened the, the Italian. I need to know the picture on the bottle. Oh, that's this? Yes. I'm going to try this Best Buy. This is the good right. deal. Okay. When I first moved to Nashville in 1989, we had a housewarming mm. party, and I had never seen a box of wine before. This was 89. I hadn't seen a box of wine. And what year did a, they come out? I don't know, but somebody brought a box of wine to this party, and then everybody kind of make fun, made fun of the idea, and at well, the end of the night, we had, it up on, we had it up on a crate, and people were lying under it, oh, and we were turning the spigot on <laughs> as they were lying under the box. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we we're not recommending that, that, but that didn't know. Yeah. No, you don't so, think so? Here we are. This is <laughs> All right, before I get too tickled again. Oh, here's the box wine. Yes. And... It's very, it has a lot of body to it, don't you think? Uh-huh, yes. I mean, I don't know much about body stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like it's almost close to like grape juice, which has a lot of body, <laughs> a lot of body, don't you think? Well, and also Are you so- talking about um, alcoholic grape juice. No, I'm talking. That's to- wine, right? Well, I usually do the grape juice. So and- now that I'm having the wine, yes, and a it, lot of people it, want to taste grape. It relates to the grape, and so I enjoy it. Cheers. Cheers. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Well said. And 
Let's see. It, just so you all know, there are health benefits to drinking wine. Yes, and there it are. has to do with the grape, the skin, and resveratrol. Resveratrol. Okay. Robert's in charge of saying that one. It will lower blood pressure, lower stress, and lower cholesterol. And some of the better wines to get that are the Indaba Merlot, which is especially good for increasing good cholesterol, and the Columbia Crest Cabernet. Wouldn't have been lovely if mm. I brought those for you today. That would have been really nice. Well, now that this is going to be a, a weekly event here right? on your show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, ladies and gentlemen, would you like... The Chardonnay from Vendage next, or the Red Blend from Italy? Red Blend from Italy. <laughs> Says the gentleman who's drinking sparkling cider. Roberto. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Thank Good you answer. very much. Thank you. Roberto has spoken. <laughs> All right. <laughs> His first name is even Italian. So. That's not, yeah, today it definitely is. So, Robert, are you pouring today? Yes. Where, where's the boot? Where? Uh, where's the wine? Right here. Oh, okay. Uh, this is I for. Oops, I've got to take the cap off. <laughs> I've had too much of this. Uh, <laughs> Shall I have background stuff. music for the. Oh, look, Say when. I'm loving that. This okay. is for Steve. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's. Steve can have that the rest of the evening. Good gravy, Marie. Robert. Whoa, that's a, Robert, that's a healthy pour. Oh, well, he's got, he's got, got <laughs> two this much. Dixie cups this full much, of water. I do my show huh? next. That, stop, please. Thank you. Stop. Thank you. Thank you. Well, saying <laughs> this much on radio doesn't work. you got to. I know. Okay, um, uh, who else? No, he's a mess, isn't Diana, he? Do you wanna... So again, Jenny. Say when. I'm the only one near the buttons. <laughs> Robert's on the catty corner opposite direction from me near the door. Yes, and the microphone. And, and he pours quite well. And that I must was say. the very charming ladylike Diana over there. Oh, slip some. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's ever seen me with two glasses of wine, one yes. each. Hand. Oh, and she's not making that. that up. She's, we're, she's double now. fisting, and it's a great Christmas even, picture. Even though I do classical music, sometimes you just have to. You got to have two glasses of wine one in each hand. And they're both red wines, and she's re- wearing an emerald green sweater. So oh, yes. next Christmas picture, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, right there. Even Monteverde went nuts. All right. There so the color of this oh. Italian. Wine, any okay, lovely, lovely garnet. It looks like grape juice too, and it looks like grape juice. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long day for everybody. (laughs) We've been waiting for Christmas. We're still waiting, obviously. All right, the 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 aroma. Hmm. Mm -hmm. They say when it's not attractive, very often the taste is better. Huh? They, my best friends, they attractive as in what? It looks like. Well, um, uh, some people. We'll say that if it smells like a, a barnyard, that it's actually quality terra. Mm, no, However, I, I, I actually like the taste. I thought it was a very nice, gentle, kind of fruity, but not overwhelming. Or let me let things. me smell it. Yeah, definitely smooth. That's the old one. Oh, that's the other one. Then, uh, the <laughs> Hold on. And I've got some <laughs> some <laughs> titles for you, Robert. Especially, you're gonna like yeah. this. So. So uh, it's easy to say that something might taste like raisins or plummy. It's smoky. It's it's too much acidity. But there's also bright flavors, freshly peeled orange, brooding fruit, subtle leather, bean cherries. Leather? Leather? And bean cherries and pencil shavings was my favorite. Oh, pencil shavings, my favorite. So if you found undertones of anything in just the aromas... I would not be surprised. And now I'm looking. I'm looking over there, and I see a pencil in that holder. We could probably just we add could compare. Some, we can add some oh, shavings. Yes, and then we'd have texture. <laughs> 
if texture. You, <laughs> if you eat a piece of apple, the wine really tastes <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to put on eat apple. music for you so you don't hear Robert chewing apple mm-hmm. on the radio. Oh, I'll get this off right away. Here you go. Mm. Bob and Marcia Smith coming at you right now. Welcome to the off-ramp, a chance to slow down, steer clear of crazy, take a side road to sanity, and get some perspective on life with Bob and Marcia Smith. All right, Marcia, think of cookies. Cookies, cookies, I do. cookies. I think about it's Girl Scout time pretty soon. Or All right. Now. Two of the three most delicious cookies in the United States are Oreos and Chips Ahoy. Okay? Ah. Now, what's also on this list of the top three best cookies? There's Chips Ahoy and Oreos. What's the third one? Chocolate chip. You mentioned the organization just a moment ago. Girl Scouts. Ah! It's Girl Scouts Thin Mints. That's number oh, three. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's amazing when you think about them. They rank third behind Oreos and Chips Ahoy's, which have much larger businesses behind them. But still, Girl Scout Thin Mints are the number three most delicious cookies, according to most people. Those are good. Of those three, that's the only one I like. What famous food business duo got their start thanks to a Penn State University correspondence course. These are two names that are well-known in food. In food. Uh, Roughly food. Roughly food. Something to consume, but not necessarily. Well, now you got me. What are you talking about? It's a treat. It's a treat. Hershey's Bar. No, that's not. Two names. Two names. Two guys. Yeah. Is this a treat or a food? It's a treat. A treat, I said. Oh, okay. Uh, Ben and Jerry. Ben and Jerry, yes. The ice cream guys. Do you know what they originally wanted to go into? What business? They wanted to go into the bagel business. Really? That was their idea originally. Ben and Jerry's bagels. Could have been like Einstein bagels or something. Yeah, yeah. But they discovered the bagel equipment alone at the time would cost them $40,000. Oh, and cream they was didn't cheaper. have that money. Yeah. Well, ice cream wasn't cheaper, but they could learn to make ice cream cheap. You uh-huh. know how much it cost them to take a correspondence course? Oh, that's where the connection is. Okay. Yeah, a $5 correspondence course on ice cream making from Penn State University. That's, that's where it began. That's funny. And so began their rocky road to success. Oh, honey, you're so clever. I had to put that in there. <laughs> there are certain words in languages of the world, Bob, that have no translation in the U.S. And one of my favorites is a Portuguese word called pesa mentiero. Hmm. And it's Portuguese. And want to guess what it stands for? Pesa mentiero. Yeah. Pesa mentiero. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Well... You know what a wedding crasher is, right? There's mm-hmm. a whole movie dedicated to that. But what about a word to describe people who crash funerals? Yes, the Portuguese have a word for that. <laughs> Apparently they have a need for a word and for it that. It is. It translates literally to a, a condolence person, but it refers to someone who goes to funerals just for the food. <laughs> oh, God. That's as low as it gets, isn't that is it? That is low. That is low. Really so. low. Yeah. Pesa mentiero. Yeah. Okay, more food questions. I got another one here for you. Why are chef's hats so tall? Well, that's a good question. Is that just pretentiousness? No, there's a function. What is in the kitchen besides food? Uh, hot fans. fans. Heat. Heat. Heat, heat, heat is rises. in the kitchen. 
Okay. And, <laughs> and so is that why the hats are tall? Well, it doesn't make sense. Y- yes, it does. It does. Well, so the hats are tall because... The unique shape lets air circulate around the chef's scalp, which keeps his or her head cool. Is that right? Yeah, that's why they were designed that way. That's why they are used. All right, what world-famous chef was once a spy? This is one of your favorite people. You used to do impressions of this person. Oh, oh I do know this because I, I saw uh, the movie about... Julia Child. Just add a little wine, it just burns away. <laughs> what, what burns away? Her so, hat? Her chef's hat? No, the wine. Oh, okay. Just put it in your sauce. She put it in everything, God bless her. Yeah, before she attended the Cordon Bleu and mastered uh, French cooking, Julia Child did intelligence work for the United States Office of Strategic Services. She was in India and China during World War II. I think that's where she met her husband. Yeah, it is. It is exactly where she met him. Okay, Bob. What U.S. state is closest to Africa? Oh, this is a... It's Maine, isn't oh, it? Oh, for God's sake. Well, I'm sorry. I read what, this. I, how did we do this? How did, you got so many of my obscure ones today. <laughs> just brilliant. I just know these oh, okay. odd things. Have we been reading the same things? Probably. Okay. And but isn't that interesting? So, so basically... The, the point is that if you look at a globe of the earth, you'll find that Maine hangs out farther than any other state, farther than Florida. The Quoty Head Peninsula is part of Maine, and it's within 3,154 miles of El Badouza, Africa. That's the closest direct line between yeah. our continent yeah, yeah. and Africa. Yeah. Fascinating. The two are divided by the northern part of the Atlantic Ocean and not much else. So if you ever want to say that you're close to visiting Africa, you just go up to the Quoty Head Peninsula. We can see it from our house in Quoty. <laughs> and the Pine Tree State. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for today, Bob Rickman. We've enjoyed being on OK Boomer. And if... Uh, Folks want to listen to more of The Off-Ramp, they can go to our website, theofframp.show. That's theofframp.show, and listen to some of our podcasts. And that wraps it up. Thanks to SIUC Chancellor Austin Lane, Kendall Boyson, Decky Salazar, and Kim Scheffner, Dick Taylor, who is taking the week off, Joe Grasswoods, Bob and Marcia Smith, and Janice Paul. I'd also like to thank the Nashville crowd of Drew Laney, Diana Hart, Steve Haggard, and Ginny, and all of them are still at that radio station. OK Boomer is produced in the studios of WDBX Radio in Carbondale, Illinois, and is also broadcast on WRFN Radio in Nashville, Tennessee, as we've heard. And you can find OK Boomer with Robert wherever you download your podcasts. Also, you can find OK Boomer on Facebook, and check us out on robertrickman.net, robertrickmansmallcase.net. And I'm Robert Rickman, reminding you, We all have choices.